Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bond by Numbers. It is great to be here to uh, take you through our first reactions to No Time to Die. The Bond film is finally here, gentlemen, and uh, I, I thank you very much for joining me along the way here to give our listeners a little taste of our first impressions of the film. About time. Yes, it is. I think that's yeah. a collective sigh of relief from a lot of people. Mm. Yeah. Also a sigh of frustration from a lot of other people as mm -hmm. well. So yeah. there's definitely a polarization with this movie, but we'll get into that for sure. We will. But we will. Uh, I'm just glad Bond is back in whichever way and form that he can be back. But Bond yep. is back. And, Bond uh, is back. And so are we. And we're kind of, we're back, <laughs> exactly. And I guess, guys, at the outset here, it's it's worth mentioning, um, it's, it's, it's courtesy, we're, we're going to talk full spoilers today. We've all seen the film. The reason this episode is a little later getting out to you guys is because um, we've got a five-hour time zone and an ocean between us. I saw the film first, but then I had to wait, or I wanted, I should say, I wanted to wait for uh, for Josh and Jeff to, uh, to see the film as well. And yeah, I mean, there's no hurry, right? <laughs> there's no hurry. The film took six no. years. Why the hell should, it, well, you don't should want our to be podcast spoiled come too. in right away? Exactly. Yeah, we yeah. just didn't want to be spoiled before we saw the movie too, right? Oh, so yeah. we had to see it as yes. soon as we can. Yeah. But this is also important, I guess, that we mentioned to listeners that this is not going to be a review of the, the film. We're going to wait a few months Correct. and uh, probably... To give her until, proper... Yeah, to, to do our treatment on it like we have all the other previous Bond films. Our proper money we'll pennies. Wait, we'll wait a wee while. But this is this is just a reaction show. So we're, we're just going to go through one by one and uh, tell you what we thought, what we liked, what we maybe didn't like so much. And as always, um, engage with us online. Send us an email at bondbynumbers3 at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. Instagram's where we do most of our engagement. But, you know, you're welcome to find us any, any way you want. And yeah, let's let's just break into this, guys. So, No Time to Die. I saw it a couple of weeks ago. You guys saw it in the last week or so. Um, and how was your experience, first of all, your cinema experience? Mine was small. Mine was quite kind of a, a Sunday afternoon, just a, a quiet, intimate sort of thing in a, a, a local cinema down here in the, in the south of Scotland. Um, but how about you guys? Well... Uh, it was almost a return to normalcy because a friend of mine who's been living in Toronto for the past couple of years, he was down for Thanksgiving weekend to see his family. And, you know, he had a night off where he could just hang out and stuff. So we joined him and we got tickets uh, at the um, Landmark Theatres where I used to live in Canada, just outside of Ottawa. So that was a stompy ground that we always went to to see movies. So it was, cool. And I haven't been to um, that movie theater for years I, I, uh -huh. I suppose years plural and on top of that we went to our usual pre-movie din dinner at boston pizza so that's a good that's a good meal it's a good meal. yeah <laughs> my disappointment though for those who have been to boston pizza in canada there's a usual um senior manager who runs the oh, bar yeah. Yeah. And, and he wasn't there, so I was oh. kind of missing that a little okay. bit. Yeah. Is that the fellow that I know, even? The yes. Guy going back. That's yes. the guy that you oh, recognize, wow. yeah. Oh, but, gosh, uh, right. Kind of short guy, there. short hair, really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah very fun guy, He's yeah, nice absolutely. Guy. Yeah. None but of us yeah, knows Nate. there, so, so that was a bit <laughs> no. weird. But the pizza was great. We split a full pizza together, yeah. and then we just went to go walk. We walked over to uh, get our seats. Nice. And um, my one regret, I saw them advertising... If you buy like uh, two Heinekens, you get a, a Heineken James Bond glass. That's right. should've I should have done it, but uh, you know, fail, epic fail, epic fail on my part. It's a really cool glass. Heineken <laughs> now being you know the, the official beer of James Bond. Next year you'll get one. 
<laughs> yeah. Right. Just wait Maybe. a year, get one at the value. How about you, Jeff? How was your experience? Uh, well, it was good. And to be honest with you, I mean, I really haven't gone out uh, like at all almost. And this mm-hmm. is the first time I've been to the theater since nice 2019. <laughs> uh, cool. Like even before COVID, like I just didn't really go out to the theater too often. So I know that it was, uh, it would have been probably around Christmas time of 2019, the last time I would have been in a theater. Mm. And uh, so I, I, I went to the local, and when I say local, I mean it's like uh, a three minute drive from okay. my place. And Rachel and I went to see it on Monday, and there was three other couples. And what was funny is that one couple was like directly behind me. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But anyways, <laughs> I thought it was like, <laughs> but theater yeah. never change. There's always <laughs> yeah, theater. Exactly. They always sit exactly behind yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny because I was like, well, don't you have to choose your seats? On anyways, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, regardless, it was uh, like you know, obviously there was almost nobody in the theater, uh, and mm. it was in a, it was in the the number one theater, which would mean that it's the biggest like screen and. Uh, it was it was very interesting to be back in the theater, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, we had my I had my popcorn and uh, but it, it was a good experience. Um, good one. So it was, oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. good. Nice. She did enjoy it as well. And now you went at new time and it wasn't packed. Oh, yeah, I went oh, on no, opening yeah. night and the theater it wasn't packed in the theater either. Mm. So oh, interesting. Yeah, well, I guess it might have something to do with... I mean, there's many reasons why it didn't have the box office turnout that they thought they would still have It still did pretty it. good, though. It did. Yeah. But, you know, there's a, still a lot of feelings about the COVID-19 situation, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, and yeah. and the thing about Bond is that it is... It, you, do have, you do have that built-in older demographic. Yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, and you also have a younger demographic out there to... Uh, reel in and you can't always do that with bond right so mm-hmm. and there's also many people who are morally or morally opposed to, to the idea of bond and what he stands for so there's a lot of different reasons as to why i think they didn't hit the numbers that they that they did i'm so, um, I, I bet i bet though i'm uh, sorry i don't mean to interrupt you josh i was gonna no, say I, I bet that the majority of the people that went were younger because it's probably the younger people that are now used to either going to school or, or, or mm-hmm. being able yeah. to just yeah. sort of live in this pandemic mm-hmm. um, and that I think that's right. sort of this this new way of life then that it would the be the hardcore Bond fans or, or the or, yeah or the uh, the hardcore Bond fans uh, more than like the the aged um, or vintage uh, if we will uh, bond, mm-hmm. uh, aged Bond fans I would say mm-hmm Yes, absolutely. I do know of a few people who have taken their parents to see this, though. A few within the Bond community have been, uh, you know, they've taken their their parents. I mean, let's face it, Josh, Mm -hmm. if Double O Geo was still around and (laughs) and you guys had the chance, she'd have wanted to go see this one. Oh, yeah. She was. Possibly. I I, I don't know. Like, she seemed kind of off on the Bond series <laughs> by, you know, when, at the end of when, her reviews. Yeah. By the end of her, of her reviews, right? That but might have had something more to do with speak- the fact that, that I was calling her so regularly to, to interview her. So she said, Jesus, which one are we talking about today? All right. Let's yeah. Go. Possibly, possibly. I'm telling yeah, you what I'm going to do. I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to compile those, you know, by Bond. I'll do the Moore series of <laughs> Granny O'Talk Throughs and I'll do the Connery series and we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll have some fun there. 
Nice. Anyway. That'd be awesome, actually. Well, that's good, though. I mean, we all had positive experiences in the cinema. And um, I I think, guys, let's just go one at a time, talk our way through this. Um, If you haven't uh, seen the film yet, then please, you know, turn off, turn off the show. Come on back in a couple of days. There are spoilers. Yeah. Because yeah. we're we're gonna we're gonna thrash it out here, but um, just first impressions. I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm really really curious to see what your your opinions were on this one. So um, let's flip a coin. Uh, there it goes. Flipped. Josh, you're first. Talk us okay. through what you think. Well, overall, I enjoyed clock. the movie immensely. Uh, a, a Bond is back. B, you know, Bond. It's Bond. Uh, see, I found that, uh, the acting and the characters, I found them all in a strong degree were, were very strong and enjoyable. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I was with the characters. Mm-hmm. I connected with them on an emotional yeah. level for obvious reasons later on in the film, of course, as well. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed like the look of the film. I thought Fukunaga did a great job directing. There were some of the, um, great flourishes that he that I remember in True Detective season one uh, that were in this that were present in this film, uh, like the tracking shots and um, the mix of fantasy and realism that they put in this film was really interesting to me because I found like when it came to the action sequences, I love the fact that like Craig's Bond uh, conserved his bullets. He wasn't going off like in rapid sprays and pulling mm-hmm. guys down like Brosnan or Arnold Schwarzenegger, for example, <laughs> like he was or very, Brosnan. very, incon- or Brosnan. I'm sorry. Tomorrow never dies. I mean, come <laughs> yeah, on. Or even kill count. going, going forward, there's a kill count. And in this film, like I just found it, um, it was, it was true to the Craig era in that way, but it was also a nice nod to older Bond films for many reasons. Uh, Hans Zimmer's score was really good. Um, I, I like, I wasn't a huge fan of Newman's score, so seeing those kind of thematic returns was very important to me. That John Barry feel. I like the nostalgic flourishes of On Her Majesty's Secret Service that, that they put in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, even though some of them were kind of on the nose and seemed to be kind of grasping at that nostalgia yeah. to, you know, to bring some people in. I can yeah. see that was a little bit manipulative, <clears throat> but I mm-hmm. still accept it for what it was. And I appreciated that Broccoli and G. Wilson were willing to lionize that film mm-hmm, it's all mm-hmm. even though like previously in the past i think a lot of i think i had i really wonder just as a sidebar how much like did broccoli and saltzman how much did they hate honor magic secret service and wanted to move on right and even michael g wilson in a sense and does barbara broccoli remember that movie fondly it's only because of the resurgence that movie has had in the fan base in the past 20 years or so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you know, they were honoring that new fan base with that movie. That's an and interesting I some, point. Yeah, I wonder, yeah, I wonder, if, I wonder if that's accurate. Because, Josh, when you and I started collecting these on the VHSs, like in the mid-90s, that film was just starting to get its name again, was yeah. it? or a name, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder well, if that was uh, something that we, I mean, as, as uh, you know, fans helped to... Uh, to push a little bit that agenda now to a place where they had to touch touch it they had to stroke the cap give you that fan give give you that fan service i think this has to do with sort of just the level of of the relationship and and you know the and how much this was based around the love between madeline and bond so Mm -hmm. i think that only makes sense that they would Mm -hmm. um 
Well, yeah, the yeah. I mean, the, the I love. I think that's being I think that's part of it, right? To yeah. me, that's yeah. why I think they, that that's I think maybe why they did that. Like, even though if they're not, they weren't a huge fan of it. Uh, like, if Barbara was kind of like no, but I think that if there's any Bond film that you could at least sort of we could sort of. Um, have a similar relationship in regarding one of the the the, the female uh, leads like obviously Madeline and Bond obviously they have a connection would mm-hmm. be with Tracy and uh, and Bond in Honor Majesty's Secret Service yeah kind yeah of. yeah no, absolutely yeah. so I really enjoyed that part Ooh. of it um, and the style I talked about like fantastic like the, the camera work was great um, and the overhead shots lots of great crane shots I, I keep going back to that scene where they're escaping um, from Madeline's family villa and on the in the Range Rover. I'm not sure if it was a Range Rover or not, but I I did like that whole sequence. It was shot very well, like and it and but you were mostly caught up in the situation, and mm-hmm. you know because of that change in the plot that occurs. You know you know what I'm talking about. Uh, that mm-hmm. you know that brings it brings it home, and I think an emotional connection was really important to making that movie progress as it went along to propel the narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, the locations were really awesome. Um, were really interesting. Uh, Matera, like, yeah, Matera was a beautiful yeah. shot. Like that um, aqueduct slash bridge mm. thing that was really well done. Um, I'm trying to think of other locations I really liked. Um, that shot of London was really nice when he's driving the living daylights after yeah. through the city. <laughs> yeah, that, was that was pretty awesome. London and is also nice great here to in this see film. that car again. I agree with you. London, London is good. We get some linger time with London, and we don't mm. always get yeah. the linger time. And I no, I like that. you don't. Yeah, exactly. Skyfall and it was kind of during the day. Too. <laughs> and That's Spectre, right. to an extent, also did um, London, but I found like it didn't. It, it, we saw London mostly at night. And That's it was what it, gray, exactly. And exactly. and it, and it wasn't like portrayed as well as it was in Skyfall no. and in mm. um, No Time to Die, for example. Um, I'm just trying to think of other things here. Yeah, and location. The island that sat, uh, sat oh, yeah. island, the Poison Garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was recently playing Uncharted on PS3, and for <laughs> some reason, that island just felt like it was right out of Uncharted. <laughs> I had just like had like a submarine pen, and you sneak in. It's this huge facility that you don't know who built it. Like, how was this built? Like, what is yeah. this place? Who built this? But overall, like visually, um, in terms of locations, like it was, uh, it was a good Bond movie. In, in that fashion. I mean, not really any place exotic. Uh, trying to think what else before. Oh, of course, Cuba. I love yeah. the Cuban sequences. Oh, so uh, there was good spycraft mm. in those sequences. I loved how the island where Bond was living was portrayed, the the, the nightclub culture on the island, uh, especially like in the club in um, Santiago, Cuba. Was it Santiago? Yeah, well, that's where he goes. Yeah, it wasn't, it, it so. wasn't Havana, right? It was the nightclub is in Jamaica, where he meets Lighter. Right. That's in Jamaica. Oh, sure, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Right, that's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Right, yeah. right, right. So, see, it's still kind of like I'm only going, <laughs> if, you know, like I'm only trying to remember now because I only saw it a week ago, so right. it's coming back to me now. Yeah. Um, acting wise, uh, Craig was very strong in this. Uh, I'll definitely add on to what you were saying when we reviewed Spectre, Scott, that Madeline Sado is a great actress and I think she was really strong in this film. Yeah. Um, given the the role that she had, she was really good. Uh, but Craig was really good in that. Um, I really believe his emotional connection uh, to Madeline uh, as well as to his daughter. Um, I believe Bond, when you know, when he made those decisions that he did, you can argue about the writing of it, of course, but Acting wise, I think Craig was on point. Um, I would like to see maybe a bit more 
uh, like Fiends M or Mallory. Oh yeah, I think I wanted, little, Mal- or, um, I wanted a little. I wanted a little. He's awesome, um, but at the same time, like I wanted a little bit more from him. We don't get quite the resolution. Like, is his career over for a That's decision true. that yeah. he made? Yeah. There was I no agree. real consequences yeah. for that. It was kind of like there were more dwelling in the death of Bond, and that mm. was the ultimate consequence. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naomi Harris was good. I love the supporting Bond cast we have now, right? Like it's almost like Mission Impossible now, where you have like Simon Pegg and yeah. Rebecca Ferguson yeah. and Vig yeah. Rames, and now and now you have like you know. Well, we had. I uh, mean, we, we have to think we had. they're gone now. We're, they can't. We're going to we're going to lose these people, and that's the sad part is we're going to lose yeah. that cast of of the team players. And right. even Rory yeah. Kinnear is Tanner. Glad they brought Tanner mm-hmm. back too, mm-hmm. which was good. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, and um, casting wise, like. Definitely a stronger performance, even though in those small in that small sequence of Waltz as Blofeld, I really bought him as Blofeld this time around. I like him more as like the puppet master in the background, not someone who comes up to your face and tells you exactly who he is and his motivations. And you can almost forget in that sequence that he was Bond's adopted brother. You know, he was just someone that was like head of Spectre, and I bought him in that role in in in, in that movie. Uh, as for the main villain, uh, Rami Malek Safin. I loved Remy Malek's portrayal. I think he was great. I think he was into the role, and he, he was every scene that he was in. He had a great menace and sympathy to him. But at the same time, the writing for his character was a little weak to me. Mm. I wasn't quite sure of his motivations. Yeah, and I just don't think the movie was concerned with his plot or his plan. They were yeah. more concerned about the emotional story they were telling with this mm. with this film, and uh, so that was a little disappointing. But at the same time, I did enjoy Malek's performance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as for the story, um, I didn't mind how it ended. I know a lot of people didn't. I, to me, find these four, these five Craig films, in a way, are an adaptation of what me and Scott have called the Fleming sweep. Mm-hmm. You know, like that main Spectre storyline, you beginning in Thunderball on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and then to You Only Live Twice. Also with a bit of, you know baggage from Casino Royale thrown in there as mm-hmm. well. You get the overall kind of Bond story arc that Fleming was trying to tell. Now, I don't know if Fleming ever planned to eventually to have Bond settle down or do something like this. I can see, even though, you know, we look at Ian Fleming as a misogynist in, in the way that he wrote and in the way that his lifestyle was, um, or at least chauvinistic anyway, mm-hmm. uh, is it possible that he could have had this ending for Bond? I think it's believable that he could have. But I think he would have created a scenario wherein Bond's death would probably have been uh, a better payout, would have probably been more logically consistent. Um, because the problem with Bond's death is, is that, like, it seems like it was ham-fisted in there on how he was going to die, and that's how they wanted to end it. Well, they're like, well, we can't kill Madeline off, right? So... <clears throat> We're going to kill Bond off instead. Was that the decision they were making? I don't know. We can debate how we think about that, but I didn't mind the change at all on on paper. I thought it worked in that sense, and emotionally it worked well. Within the story itself, I don't know. I have to watch the movie again. I have to kind of really kind of drink deep into it to get my final say on it. But overall, like I enjoyed the movie. The action sequences were great. Um, they all followed through very well. They were very suspenseful. They drove the story along. Like, I didn't find the movie dragged to parts at all. Like, I really didn't. Uh, compared to, say, Spectre, for example, to me, which kind of, like, halts midway and gets to a very kind of slapdash denouement, whereas in this here, mm-hmm. I found the climax was really intense and whatnot. Again, some logical inconsistencies, but also props to 
Anna de Armas. I mm-hmm. thought she was really fun in the role of Paloma. Uh, I definitely wanted to see more of her in the story, but the story wasn't about her. It was about Bond and Madeline and that whole situation. So I understand that. But it would be cool to see her again. Uh, I like the fact that she didn't die like other other Craig Bond yeah. women usually do or other mm-hmm. Bond women usually do. So I'm glad they didn't kill her off. Like when they killed Lighter, they didn't kill her off as well. Or make her a double agent. That would have mm. probably been worse to me. So The plot couldn't have yeah. handled that bullshit. No. Like it just, it couldn't have handled yeah. that. It would have been too much I Jetson. did like, <clears throat> yeah, I did like the nod to uh, Free Rise Only though with Roger knocking Locke off the cliff mm-hmm. when bon- when Craig's Bond dispatches Ash with the mm-hmm. uh, Range Rover. I thought that was a that was a nice tr- yeah. a nice nod to Roger. Oh yeah, I think guys. I think when we I do our um, <laughs> when we do our proper review of the show, we'll have to uh, hunt out all these Easter eggs. You know, and yeah, because uh, because there There's were so a lot of them. Find. Yeah, there, there was, were so many to find. Yeah. And I think uh, Fukunaga so did a nice job, and the art direction did a nice job. Even even things like you know, I know that Nomi is wearing a, sa- a safari suit that's quite reminiscent of Rogers from the Man with the Golden Gun. You know, oh. that jacket. Yeah, she's and got. the fact that she had. And and also the afro, which kind of reminded me a little bit of Rosie Carver from yeah yeah, yeah as well. sure yeah yeah and I, oh yes and most importantly I, I feel really bad that I forgot her I thought Lashana Lynch was great oh, she's excellent uh, in her performance mm. and I believed her in the role like she was very good yeah. I found the writing kind of let her down a little bit though because they made her kind of apologetic and I I understand that you know she was bowing to the oh, master I suppose you know of the of the situation and I kind of wish that showed more sympathy for you know, Bond's and Madeline's situation as to why she does that. But instead, it's more of like, I don't know, I just didn't buy that she bowed and scraped to Bond in the end and said, oh, you can be 007. Like, it just seemed yeah. kind of yeah. 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 I, I see, to me. I get it. I yeah. They, they, they didn't need that scene, they didn't, in my yeah. opinion. But I understand why they did it on a reason I think that I think a lot of fan. It was good. It was yeah. for the fans why they did that. Yeah. They wanted to put Bond back as 007. As 007. They even kind of honored Craig's Bond in a way because they put him in the SAS uniform when he goes and, and um, infiltrates Safin's base. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do funny. Say, Craig, he does Craig say Commander Bond though, and he said like, "Ah, it's Commander Bond." Remember? Yeah. He, yeah mm-hmm. That was cool. I like that. It's more realistic for his Bond to have been like an SAS guy yes. than it would be a uh, Navy guy 100%. at this point, right? So, yeah. yeah. But Craig had involvement at every at every step with the clothes he was wearing, and he wanted something that was kind of was kind of echoing those days, you know, that type of training in, in getting dressed that way. So, yeah, I mean, I think he said that in the Becoming James Bond uh, documentary. Actually, I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it was available yeah, on actually, TV I watched over it here yesterday. Yeah, I think he did. He not say something like that about the clothes, or maybe that was an interview I had seen him saying. Uh, maybe nah, it doesn't it matter. Was something. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he did mention something like that. But yes. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so but I completed. I don't. Know, I don't know. Overall, like I really enjoyed this Bond film. It's mm-hmm. definitely one of my favorite of the Craig's. Oh, I'll yeah. give you my ranking at the end. Yeah, we'll rank uh, at the we, end. We, cool. we, we we go into that, but just to give you a bit of a foreshadowing, it's definitely my favorite of the Craig's. Um. I will say that, like, for all the stuff that... I, there's a lot of negative stuff coming out now that, like, Bond is dead, and he's not dead. It's just a new iteration of Bond that's coming. And like I said, this is a lot like, for example, like, the Nolan trilogy uh, that... Uh, this is, like, of, of Batman, because it's, like, its own little universe of Bond. It's telling its own story, its own version of the characters, and it's blending all the themes from the Bond novels together into this five-movie package, and that's how I want to look at the Craig era. I'm not connecting it to the era of Brosnan or the era of Roger Moore or of Sean Connery, right? I don't look at Bond as some people do with this theory that, 
oh, well, he's just a, you know, he's the same character all the way through. And then if you kill Bond off, then why continue the franchise? You know what I mean? But if you consider that, in my opinion, anyway, that No Time to Die is sort of an adaptation of Fleming's OHMSS and You Only Live Twice, if you remember the ending of Only Live Twice, the novel, Bond survives this explosion in this poison garden fortress, very similar to the one we see in No Time to Die. On top of that, you have the reminder at the end of the credits that James Bond will return. So in, is this the end or isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it is the end because there was no big weather balloon that Craig's Bond hopped onto was, to take him over the ocean like in the book. Yeah, we don't know. Where was the weather balloon? <laughs> That's yeah. right. I know where it was. Yeah. yeah, but those are my initial reactions to the story, what I liked about it, what I I think once we start talking about it and get into our own opinions and I hear more of your guys, mm-hmm. then I can start kind of looking into, you know, I'll probably be able to flesh out some of the flaws in, in the film um, more, more uh, I, I'll be able to elaborate them. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I think we all have to admit, I mean, first of all, we're Bond fans. We've been excited like the rest of the Bond mm-hmm. community for a long time about this film coming out. We're coming to this with positive vibes. We all have that sort of post-film excitement. And I mean, that that's, you know, we don't need to apologize for, for that. But in terms of flaws and things, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's going to grow on us, right? It, it's got to be a bit organic. This is just our first impressions to share with our listeners. So uh, I, th- I think you, uh, you got some good points there, buddy. And uh, I appreciate Appreciate your idea. Jeff, I'm interested, particularly having heard Josh now saying that this is, you know, up there and among the favorites of his his Craig. Mm. What do you what do you think of this, buddy? What'd you go for? Oh, I think very highly of this. Uh this is probably yeah, well, I'll I'll rank mine later, but I thoroughly enjoy this. Now again, probably because I haven't seen a new Bond film in years and and I really like Skyfall, but I still had that bad taste i felt like i was drinking that chalk stuff to have like an x-ray after i still i still need to rinse and spit after that one skyfall is awesome but you know seeing this film and knowing that it's a swan song that's a madeline joke Mm, i Um, like that one um, (laughs) you weren't up too late were you with that planning that one surprisingly that i just came right off the cuff (laughs) Uh, surprisingly um but um uh, I I really enjoyed it uh, for what it was. Uh, I thought uh, this thing fired on all cylinders. Uh, it, I could, you could, I, in my opinion, you could see that everyone involved definitely had a V eight because yeah, everyone <laughs> you know it, it, it seemed like it was it's a very strong film. Uh, and I mean, you know, there are there are aspects of it that you know um, certain things were contrived and here and there but and certain characters writings like Josh uh, mentioned about like Remy Malik like and no no offense to him but it was almost like uh, he like if you if you had a stopwatch for the amount of screen time he had it, it, you know it, it was very little and it would have been nice to have a little more uh, writing to see get to know him a little bit better like i know they had that the photo to show his family and all this kind of stuff but really you don't know a lot about him like they tried to get into the 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 nitty-gritty like you know his you know his dad and and what he did and and all this kind of stuff but still i feel like they they they, it would have been nice if they had flushed out a a little bit more but um Mm -hmm. anyways uh, I'm kind of going all over the place here, like usual, but uh, I, I I felt very strongly about this film for sure. 
one, I was very excited, you know, right right from the get-go, you see the gun barrel, and I'm just like, oh, here we go, you know, it's just like when you see a new Star Wars and you see the credits, it's like, mm-hmm. you're very excited fanboy going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the score, I liked the song, I liked the opening credits, um, yeah, Kleiman did a good job once again. Yeah, he did. I, yeah I, he did. Um, and what I did like is I and I, I don't know what you guys think about this, and I'm okay with this. Is when they did kind of rehash the the love theme and, and some of the other songs from um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and I was saying this with Josh before uh, we all kind of jumped in together here, but I and I'm okay with that because I think obviously this film. Like Honor, Honor, Majesty's Secret Service, uh, th- these were probably two of the uh, of Bond films that had the most sort of emotional attachment, and to show to show the emotional attachment and and relationship um, between Bond and uh, well, it, obviously in Her Majesty's Secret Service it would be Tracy, his wife, mm-hmm. and and obviously in this one Madeline because of uh, he he finds out you know, <laughs> in, uh, in a very short period of time that he is actually uh, the father. Uh, he has a child. and But he obviously does love uh, Madeline and all that kind of stuff. So it, it, they use the love theme, and then um, at the end they also use um, um, the uh, Louis Armstrong song too. Um, but um, I, I, I'm okay with them rehashing that stuff. I thought it was good. And, I, and to me, it, it, it made sense. Um, I really enjoyed the score, though it wasn't overtly Zimmer. Like it wasn't like I was watching like James Bond, like um, Crimson Tide or something like that, or the, mm-hmm. you know, or, the or the Rock, which is fine because that Inception one with like or Inception, yeah, like it wouldn't. There wasn't there was none of that. You know, it wasn't yeah. like it was like Christopher Nolan like like Hangover uh, yeah. style, which is good because it wouldn't have worked. Um, so I I did enjoy the score. Like I, it, it kept me in it, and I you know I was listening to it. and I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is a Bond score. And sometimes I didn't even think it was Zimmer. It's some you know just listening to it. I, I I probably wouldn't. I would have failed if you if Scott if you had done a, a test. I would have been like, oh, that's not Zimmer. Sometimes, which is um, that's fine. It's still it, it was all very uh, well put together. Um, I really really enjoyed the editing, the action sequences. I thought um, there wasn't. Like it was very action packed, but it wasn't like just action. And I thought the action was well paced, well directed, uh, and like Josh said, is that um, they actually made a point to like you know Bond picks up clips, changes guns. Yeah. Uh, he he actually makes a point to like you know point aim shoot, not just mm-hmm. spray. Like you know like um, Schwarzenegger with like the chain gun, like at Skynet. Like you know it's just like or whatever <laughs> um so that was refreshing um the car chases were excellent um the sound editing yeah, all that good. stuff it was really good the the locations were excellent and as much as josh was saying they're not too exotic i thought they were pretty good like to be honest i had i i didn't know where they were like i was like are they in greece what because uh you know then they said oh it's on the acropolis and i'm like oh okay that's interesting then they started speaking italian i'm like um, I don't know where they are in Italy. And then I, I thought it was like, you know, on the coast in an island, but it's actually in central Italy, south central Italy. And I was like, I didn't even know that because I've never even heard of Matera. Um, Acropolis literally means high well, that's, hill. And then I realized, yeah, that's what I figured once I saw where they were. I was like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. 
But uh, <laughs> and the Greeks did colonize Greek uh, well, so in Italy before the Romans did, right? So I mean, well, yeah, that that's true too. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I I I I did enjoy. Um, all the different locations. And I was just looking at, when I was looking at sort of where they were, just so we could, if we were going to talk about the locations, is actually when they were having that big chasing with, uh, I think it was Range Rovers, not Land yeah. Rovers, but it doesn't matter. It's still a rover, but not a moon rover, thank God. Pond was in a Toyota uh, <laughs> Land Cruiser. <laughs> Land, Cru- land, oh, Land, land Cruiser. Oh, Land Cruiser. There you go. Okay. He was no, in no, a Land the, Cruiser, but, but no, it was but the, the Range Rovers but, following him. Yeah. Exactly. The Range Rovers were following him, but and he yeah. was in the land cruiser. That yes. was in Norway. They actually filmed that in Scotland. They did. Just Makes an hour and, and the a bit island, up the road. Yeah. And the island that is a short jaunt from Norway to, let's say, Russia slash Japan, amazing, mm-hmm. uh, is actually the Faroe Islands. Not in Egypt. <laughs> That's the, the, the Faroe, F-A-R-O-E, which is, e, I guess, yeah, North just, Atlantic. Uh, I think it's owned, uh, it's like Scandinavian, it's like Icelander. Anyways, um, uh, but I I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I thought everyone, like the cast, uh, was well-casted, well-acted, well-directed. I I thoroughly enjoyed Anna de Armey. And I liked that line because I was like, man, she's kicking so much ass. And and I said to myself, I'm like, three three weeks training my ass. And then literally Bond says, three weeks training, huh? And I was like, (laughs) thank you for saying that. Thank you so much for saying that. And, uh, and. I'm telling you right now that for the next award season, like Oscars, Grammys, whoever made that dress, all the actresses are going to do that because if she can kill that many people and not have a wardrobe malfunction, that oh, is going to sell like <laughs> hotcakes. Things are taped. Let's just uh, it's, it's, it's fabric tape. That's all I know. But yeah, she, yeah. she was yeah. really she was uh, really good. But also, I loved you know she had two different guns and she was just like mm. you know. Badass in it. Pray and spray, but she, I mean, she, but also like, anyways, it was really good action. She was good, um, and uh, she wasn't um, just like overtly just eye candy. And uh, I, I wish she was in it more. And I also like Josh was saying, I appreciated that she didn't die and that she wasn't yeah. a double agent because that would have really kind of pissed me off. Yeah. And um, again, like I really did like Malik, but I think they needed to write him a little bit more. Because of you know, sort of, um, sort of what he was wa- wanting and how he was going about it. I mean, he obviously, you know, he had uh, he had the means. He was very passionate about what he wanted to do and how to do it. But it, he just kind of wanted to know a little bit more. You know, like, motivations, motivation, and totally. we're, we're muddled. That. Like, mm-hmm. is he out for revenge? So shouldn't he be on Bond's side or sympathetic to Bond? Yeah, but Bond is the enemy. Bond is yeah. a killer. But he's a killer, and he's going to give all this. He's going to give this poison garden to who? Like to the world to use to yeah. the, can get the advantage on everyone. Like to the highest quite bidder, clear, like everyone else. To the highest bidder. Yeah, These ships come in to, and to so they got to blow the island up, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't know that that part to me was kind of time rushed, and yeah. I just felt that it, to me like it just uh, the action was good and the emotional significance of it was good. That was compelling, but the urgency of the situation of him locking down and everything like that. Like, I think it feels like it could have, something else could have been done. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, we're talking about Malik, how like he was good and Safin may not have been the best villain of the Craig era, but I got to say though, I don't know. Like I would say Malik had the worst henchman of the Craig era, in my opinion. Ye- oh, we have the Cyclops? Cyclops. Okay. And, <laughs> and, 
And a yeah. friend of mine pointed out to me, I get a text. Christopher go, Lloyd from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Is that all I was thinking? <laughs> his eyes yeah. pop out? Sorry, go ahead. His eyes pop out? Yeah. A friend of mine texted me about Cyclops saying, you notice that he has the same haircut in the opening sequence and then also in the film, like in the, for the rest of the film? It's like he kept the same haircut for five years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> it is true, right? I, maybe true. it was okay. in style then, but then five years later, it came back in style. <laughs> I, or he I, just I, likes I, to I, set I his know. watch to his haircut. Like some people just don't change maybe. their hair, right? Maybe. But also, but I, I, you know. I don't know. Like <laughs> he was all right. I mean, he was menacing and stuff. But I found that he was kind of taken out by a, a teacup, though. That was kind of uh, disappointing. Well, it was his one eye. I mean, he was going to have a weakness. Yeah, it's true. Gonna be that hot anything hot in your true. eye is gonna true. suck. Well, he wasn't though. Yeah. He was taken out by Q's watch. That's right. Oh well, yes, that too. Yeah. That, I'm, oh, sorry, you're talking about in- initially. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah, I don't know. I found Elvis in Quantum of Solace more menacing than that guy. I'm just saying they do share some similar features. They're not. No. I could say though that of like of all the Bond henchmen though. El- uh, Elvis does get his clothes blown off, like in an explosion. <laughs> I found that very realistic. So I'll give I'll give yeah. him props for the verisimilitude okay. of that. Right, nice. One. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we have like the Boris Grishenko yeah. 2.0. I like that with the guy, Russian though. scientist. <laughs> I don't know. I found wow. him annoying. He was annoying, but I think that was. I, but he definitely was supposed to be Boris 2.0, guaranteed. Yeah, he's a good and, actor though. Yeah, he yeah he's good. He's good, but like I I just found him like he was kind of like forced comic relief in the story when I don't think they yeah. needed it. Yeah, like Ash was even though he was only on there for a bit, you felt his betrayal a lot sting a lot more because yeah. he kills lighter, right? Mm-hmm. But even he wasn't really that interesting in in the end no. either. But nope. yeah, like I was I don't know I, I had said this to Josh. It was funny because I, I mean I watched the film this past Monday and then this week. Uh, Rachel and I have been watching this Danish uh, sort of like a murder mystery show on Netflix called The Chestnut Man. Um, it's Danish, mm. and uh, he was, and I was funny because we we're watching. He's in it. And I'm like, man, that guy looks oh, so actor. much. The actor. Well, I can't remember his name. Okay, cool. Derek yeah. Chenich, and I was like, man, he looks really. He reminds me of the guy from No Time to Die. Then it was him, and I was like, yes. Nice one. Because I was like, boy, he looks familiar. Uh, this is, this is a sweet a validation when you can pick out an actor and you're like, that's She's like, that's no, it's that. not. And I'm like, that's, yeah, I it bet is, you it is. it is. And then literally when you go to his IMDb, it's literally Chestnut Man. <laughs> and then No Time to Die. I'm like, well, there you go. But uh, I again, um, I thought uh, Fiends was good. I kind of, like Josh had mentioned this too. Like I needed to see more like, I mean, what are his, what are the... Uh, ramifications of what he was doing like what's going to happen to him like i mean i know that he was part of the team to you know that came up and and did the whole sort of napalm of the 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 poison garden and all that stuff but i mean really uh he probably is gonna he should i mean he should be in some deep dark hole (laughs) because of what he did Mm-hmm. You know, unless there's a cover up and they don't want to admit well, anything. Yeah. But so, you know what I mean. So yeah. I mean, realistically, yeah. Uh, and I, I, and I would agree. Like I do like sort of the Scooby Gang that is like that we had by the end. Like you know, everyone having that drink and pouring yeah. the dead homies. It's nice. On. Nice. It's a, it's a nice group, and it's going to be. It's too bad that we're going to lose them. I did like um, Nomi, and I mean, I kind of liked how she let him be reinstated, but at the same time. 
I almost kind of like Bond kind of, I was like, you know what? I'm okay with Bond sort of being like off the books, but just doing it, not yeah, as 007. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I was still okay with like, okay, I get it. She lets him have the, the, call, the call sign again. Yeah, the designation. It's a nice I'm gesture. I'm okay with that too. It's a nice gesture. But I, I, but I do lean with Josh a bit. I, I do think it, it I limits know. her, it limits her character a little bit. That gesture, and that, like you're saying, yeah. Jeff, off the books Bond, he doesn't need the number no, to, to go do his job and to go be no. good in the film. And so I think that when she does that, she does sort of lose, or at least she pauses her agency yeah. a little bit. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One little nugget I liked is when he left uh, M's office. And he throws. Uh, what did he throw in the garbage can? I can't now. I can't remember. Was it his? Um, what did they give him? And he threw, oh, oh he was it his? <clears throat> passed money penny into the bin. Yeah. What did he throw in there though? I can't now. I can't. But it's, I just it thought was it his was his visitor's badge. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought it was. Because I was like, is that reminiscent to like the the hat rack? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, <"Is> that- <laughs> maybe, but that's it. Yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Actually, I can't build it up. I can't build it up. <laughs> Uh, but, I think uh, all in all, despite, you know, the emotional journey in this story, I think plot was probably the weakest part of the, of the movie. It in was. My opinion. I would agree. But at the same time, though, and again, I... But not weak, like in a bad way, just no, weak in comparison. Still, it, to me, an improvement on Spectre. Yeah. But, yeah. But I feel, though, this movie does make Spectre a better film. Well, because... Well, Yeah. It, it does because now we kind of see where it all comes from. And that's why when you, you know, if you have a trilogy and there's like a, a one of the films, usually maybe, I don't know, maybe the first one wasn't great. The second one got better. And then the third, uh, it's, you know, it's one of those things where now all of the pieces make sense. So obviously yeah. because this one ended very, very well, it does make Spectre a better film. And I don't like Spectre, but obviously... That's what's going to happen. Uh, again, I'll just say like so. I think that the ca- this this film had a had a great cast. Uh, I, I thought it was it was pretty well paced. I mean, it was pretty action packed, and it was a lot. It was what probably the longest Bond film or one of the it longest is, yeah. Bond films. Yeah, two hours uh, yeah. forty three or oh, well, something like that. The uh, the uh, the car chases were great. Yeah. Um, uh, the score was great. I, I I this is one of my favorite. Uh, bonds of of recent bonds for sure, uh, and I really enjoyed Craig, um, you know, portraying the aged Bond and just sort of having you know all that baggage and and you know doing what he needs to do. I believed it, and uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as a Bond yeah, fan. Yeah. And just just watch like if I watched it, if I wasn't a, as into Bond as much, I'd still say this is a great action movie. Uh, yeah. uh, so it's a. It's a strong recommend from you. It's a strong recommend from oh, Josh. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Any other points there then before I share what I think? Um, let me just see. Um, I, again, I I really enjoy. Well, I liked you know the DB five in there and that whole mm. sort of like the chain gun sort of spinorama. I like that. Yeah, that was um, cool. Yeah. I think the sound editing is excellent uh, for yeah, the action scenes. Uh, I Very really good. enjoyed. I really enjoyed the um, all the scenes in the uh, the poison garden layer, whatever you want to call it. all the all the. That was a cool set. That was great, man. Like uh, mm-hmm. and, and just all of his kit, like the different kinds of guns that he had, like because you don't always see Bond with like you know machine guns. He usually he'll have a pistol or a silenced pistol. I mean. Mm-hmm. 
Craig's Bond will have sort of a, a, a little plethora. Like he, he seems to be a little more versatile with a lot of. I mean, I know all the Bonds are versatile weapons because they have to be because they're double O's. But I, yeah. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed seeing him with like you know different types of machine guns and and all that kind of stuff. And the action was very well done. So, uh, yeah. anyways, that's where I am at. <laughs> you rarely see like Con- I don't think Connery has ever had like a machine gun. He's always had the Walther PPK. Like even like Lazenby yeah. and Roger Moore, they yeah. picked up a Kalashnikov or sure. a Sten gun, you know, whenever it was convenient, you know. So you never saw Connery, you know, with the bigger arsenal. Oh, that's true. I'm just trying to think, trying to play out. I think you're you're right. I think <laughs> Brosnan yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure, well, Brosnan. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you're right, Josh. I don't think Connery ever did. Uh, if if you're listening and you can fact check that for us and say no, yeah. you morons, he did, and it was here. Let us know. Let us know. All right, guys. Well, you know, I'm not going to repeat the sort of things that you guys said that I agree with because I think we're on the same page that visually this this is a great film. I, I was really struck by it. Sound editing is just knockout. Like, I don't remember being so kind of impressed by yeah. the sound editing yeah. in a film. Like, I think that they've really, really done an awesome job with that. The locations in this film I really liked, Cuba and Norway particularly, even though I know some of the stuff was uh, the externals were shot in the Faroes, and obviously we've got Scotland. Um, But, you know, anytime you go to Scotland, and I'm not just saying that because I live here, you know, I mean, anytime you go to Scotland, you you capture that atmosphere, man, you get that 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 mist that uh, evergreens and it's it's there and you get the the rivers and the moors and it's it's really strong it's a great place for a chase and i agree with your with your point jeff about the editing out of these chases too we're not getting too much and we're not getting too little we're getting the right the right amount i felt in the car chases that satisfy you and also push the plot along believably so i really liked that um you know i I didn't mind Madeline's secret. I mean, if if it's a couple no. of secrets, right? There's the Spectre Fine. thing, but yeah. the pregnant the <laughs> yeah. pregnancy thing. You know, I, I she wants to tell Bond that before it all goes to shit, and and I like how that sets her up to have some agency and responsibility mm-hmm. in the story. And the Spectre link, I guess, to Safin is as much a surprise to her when it reappears as it is to him. You know, um, but. I felt that it played well into the idea of Craig's bond kind of having serious trust issues because this bond has serious trust issues, right? We, yes. we, we, we know that. And that's part of the whole thing. Like get on a train. I'll never fucking see you again until I have to. And then he has to. And that's when it all yes. starts up again. But, you know, I had a problem like you guys did with Safin's character. Um, we're not really given much information on the reason or the kind of the frequency for his involvement with her. Like he talks about love, like we both love the same woman. He loves her in a, I kept you alive. So our lives are linked sort of way. Whereas Bond loves her in you know, a romantic sort of way. But mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I didn't understand his motivation. Like yeah. uh, as a Bond villain, he's underwritten because he like there are, there are just problems with his character like okay what's he been doing how has he lived his life since his parents were killed because <laughs> like, it looks like he hasn't aged yeah <laughs> he hasn't aged since he, he went must have after been her. like 15 when he was like when he, when he killed madeline he well, must have been maybe he was young yeah. right I, I mean I, I really don't know but there are problems there and how did he build his empire you know how did any of this stuff happen where yeah. did he get his money where where was he financed yes. and i get that his you know his dad's garden i, I get all of that that hard horticultural stuff comes through sure. but not the en- not the enterprising side that that doesn't quite well, that's come the thing. through how does now, he were get his it? family poisoners yeah. like did they work for specter like before and, and they were actually like his parents were mm. bad guys so to speak uh, potentially or, yeah, or, potentially 
Maybe that's well, why so, there Mr. You go. White went off We're after them anyway. But we don't we know. Don't know. Like, yeah. That that's stuff the, could have been written know. in. Even even pigeonholed, like shoved yeah, down our throat just, in a forced speech. Just, just yeah. tell us. Just yeah, tell exactly. us. So it, it's almost like no. a subversion of expectations going like, you think this is going to be about Blofeld's revenge and yeah. Spectre and Madeline yeah. will be connected yeah. to it. Yeah. But really, Safin is the product of Spectre's evil mm-hmm. and what they created. Yeah. And that's kind of like bites them in the ass. Mm-hmm. I think that is the thematic intention of his character. However, mm-hmm. however well uh, that's pulled off. Yeah. Un- underwhelmingly, it yeah, pulled underwhelming, off. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. I, I really like the Cuba stuff, guys. I was oh, really, yeah. really involved in this. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best scene <laughs> in the film, yeah. actually. Um, but the other the other reason I like it, you, and we all we all have our own thing that we like <laughs> with the Bond. I like Bond sure. to have a bit of charm and a bit of wit and a bit of humanity. Sure. I like my Bond films to be fun. I want there to be fun in them. And after this scene, yes. but after this scene, the fun drops from the film. And I mean, <laughs> he gets pretty whoa, serious. Yeah. The, in, term, in terms of balancing tones, like Fukunaga's got some things going really well. Each tone and atmosphere is very, very tangible. You know, it's, it's, it's almost tactile, but there's, there's the, and there's an imbalance of it here in this film for me. It's like, here's some happy stuff here. A fun, like bond is back. Bond is fun. Bond is in action. Bond's doing his thing. And then it just goes way down the slide and it just dark, at the whole time. And that's okay. I'm not yet criticizing it because we're starting the film with a tragic love musical theme. Like I know what's coming. I know that this relationship is going to end because it's telegraphed through the music. Uh, And I'm not so sure that that was the right choice. I'm not so sure that that was the right choice. Although I loved, I loved the nod to Barry and we know Zimmer's a Barry fan, but he's capable Mm -hmm. of writing his own themes like David Arnold did for Casino Royale. It would have been nice to see, it would have been nice to see a a Vesper theme similar, you know, something going on there that Thomas Newman maybe never gave us, but Hey, whatever. I'm not, I'm not crying about it too much. My, my problem with this movie, and it is a big problem. I can't get away from it. Um, I've had maybe what those extra five days to digest the film than you guys have. So I've, yeah. I've thought about this a bit more, but I'm not denying that this is a recommendation. It is a recommendation for me. I'm a Bond fan, I, but I don't have to like everything, right? And no, no, of course not. I, I don't, I don't mind. The, I think in, I know where in, you're going here. In principle, I don't mind. Bond dying. I don't think Daniel Craig's no, Bond yeah, no. needs to live. The other ones were no. self-contained in a sense. Like he doesn't have to live. I don't mind him dying, but like I have problems with the character writing here. Like Craig has left his work. He's left MI6 before for less. Like if you think that Inspector, where it was just him and Madeline and that sort of sense of I can't be bothered working anymore, uh, he grabs the Aston Martin and he goes. But here he's got a life. He's got a kid. He's got an actual chance to step and away he's and have die? that ending. But he instructs Nomi, who's the character who was all strong and tough and like, no, no, like I'm the 007 now. He instructs her to take his kid away and his, and his girl away because he's got to finish the job. Why do you have to fucking finish the job? You've actually got something to live for now, man. Like, you've <laughs> never had it before. Like yeah. she, more to the point, getting back to what Josh was saying, like about her being a little underwritten at this point, how she bows to him in a sense. I really didn't like that because no. while I understand it on a fan service level, she should have all also said, listen, you've got this woman and this kid. Maybe you don't even know the relationship yet properly. You get in here. And she you she go, knows something's I'm there. I'm finishing the yeah, job. I'm finishing the job. Yeah. You've got some serious reasons to not do this. But we never had that conversation. We never even had a moment to say to Nomi, yeah. good for you for having that moment. You know, you tried to convince him, but he pushed you off anyway. Whatever. Like, the writers just said, okay, I'll take her away. Like, 
Bond has to finish I think the, the day. Writers, Why does Bond have to finish I, I, the day? You know, like she but, picked a stupid so moment to be a soft character. Okay, yeah. I thought now. Okay, maybe this is just me, but because yeah. you know when Safin like breaks the vial on Bond, doesn't that mean he can't touch his daughter or Madeline? Yeah, but that comes later. But that only happened when he goes back. When he goes it back, happens yeah, afterwards. That right. only it's, happens. It's later. almost like they're. It's, it's almost like it's that same kind of stubbornness that Bond has to get the job done, right? That obtuseness that we see portrayed mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. earlier Craig films. That's true. That yeah. brings him to that fate if he where just, yeah. if, if he had just yeah, went right. with them and left Nomi to do it and instead of taking charge and doing it himself, getting the job done because he had to be the man. He had to be the ultra macho man, essentially. Then he goes and then he gets punished for it severely. Because he has that final encounter with Safin yeah. that ends in tragedy so for him. Right? Maybe he thought he would be yeah. able to get out in time, and then uh, I'm just playing. But I, yeah, yeah. but I agree. He's with always you, been Scott. saved before. Well, he's, he's always, he's always been rescued before. He's always. But rescued But I agree himself. with you <clears throat> with with how Nomi should have been like, yo. I mean, here's the the big problem. <laughs> yeah. I'm that, unattached. Like, that shows to me, <laughs> and on payroll, a little bit of yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, uh, it shows a weakness a little bit, as we talked about. Like I said, the story isn't the greatest part of this movie, no. right? No. And and so, like, it shows a weakness in the writing that they got themselves to a point where they were stuck at a crossroads. They, yeah. Do we let Bond go and with his family and live off there, and let Nomi go and take out Safin and save the day and all that, and and, then die. and, say, and save the day because they know if they take that route, if you think that oh. this anti-social oh, yeah. justice warrior oh, yeah, crowd yeah. out there that's out get, there now. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine the anger yeah. if they gave this to this woman? And not that it's anger that is um, reasonable, in my opinion, at all. Not at all. I'm staking the claim on that. You can call me well, woke. I don't care. But I'm just saying is, is that that put them in a position where they had to choose that and they shouldn't have got to that position. No. They had to make it more believable or something or change it around so that it doesn't look weak in terms of the writing. Yeah, I get that. But Bond could still have encountered problems on the raft with his, you know, with, with maybe gun gunmen coming on the on the ships that he's passing. Like, you know, he, he could have gotten trouble in other ways. They didn't... I, look, I mean, guys, there's another problem with this too. I think it plays right into all of those... Like, this ending plays right into all of those doubters who gave Craig and Madeline's character so much shit inspector like who doubted their relationship it plays right into that hand because essentially what you're giving those critics what you're giving those doubters is bond saying you know what you're right i'd rather defend mallory's fuck up i would rather sacrifice my relationship with you and my potential as a father and all of this for a job and a man who should be on the line not me i like that more yeah. than i like your relationship and i think that that plays right into the hands of the people who bashed specter for the romance which they tried so hard to build up here i don't like why i don't care that i don't care bond dies whatever bond can die but man did i not like this ending i don't yeah. as a father i mean i got kids too right so maybe that's playing yeah. into this a little bit and i accept, yeah, I accept okay. that bias i, I accept that bias i accept that bias but, too <laughs> for devil's advocate do you accept the idea that maybe bond and in some way believe that he was not good enough to be a father because he was a killer as Malik states in the film, you're a killer. And that's implicitly I kind of wanted that too. Yeah. 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 I don't think it was probably as enforced as it should have been maybe to get mm-hmm. that realization. I don't know, man, but I think, I think it's there, but again, it just shows sort of like a little yeah. weakness in the writing. Right? It does. Again, but did you, s- sorry, Jeff, go on. 
I was just thinking, like, I thought he was going to, obviously, I thought he was going to try to escape, but then once he went back and then he had the vial on him, and he was like, I can't touch, you know, the woman that I love, and now this girl that's now my daughter, that hmm. ha- I finally was told, so what can and I do? And he shot as well. He's also shot. And he shot, time. and he's he's pretty, yeah. so I'm thinking, like, I think he kind of realized he bought the farm. Yeah, and hey, so I, got I it. think I get it. I get it. Yeah. But that's that's the only thing I'm saying. But I agree with you. Like I, yes, that's that I get was it. my but whole. You thing. think about all the times that science and technology and Q branch, Q branch, <laughs> yes, which yes, yes, yes. which has saved and ultimately MI six created the nanobot hair uh, hair Yeah, that's true. Right, and so true. why couldn't the same yeah. why couldn't the same science and the same technology eventually find a way to combat this? And Bond's not even going to fucking wait for it. He's not even going to try to escape. But you know what? Doesn't make a good ending. It it doesn't. To me, I also don't even understand why Safin returns or why this island needs to be blown well, he, up. He, like the island never, doesn't. Yeah, like the island doesn't need to be never, blown up. Why no, can't it all doesn't. be destroyed from inside? Like as long as yeah. they yeah. take out the two suppliers, or sorry, the two the two people who are coming to purchase the the stuff. Yeah. Why can't they? Why don't they? You know, blow that to smithereens. Those two ships. Are, are the suppliers? Are the are the people on the boats though? Are they actually like? government entities though like from other governments like that's the whole thing like would that uh, cause a war if they did kill those guys shot those guys i don't know, who, it's, you know I mean, like were they were, were they russians or were they iranians like they were Chinese? they were unidentified like, i mean there were yeah. the people who were buying yeah. the technology right they were the first yeah. highest bidders i suppose who wanted to use this stuff now that specter was yeah. out that wasn't yeah that wasn't particularly that wasn't portrayed made clear either, like, no. they, no, they could have made that more clear. And the thing is, like Safin, just let's let's. I, it's still like I get understand why he left. He let the girl go. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, I, I forget her name now. What was the name of the daughter? Matilda. Matilda. Yeah. Ma- Ma- Matilda. Yeah. yeah, I understand why he let Matilda go in his own way. But to me, on screen, it just looks weird. Yeah, like he's good. like, okay, bye bye. Yeah, and then you, <laughs> so, odd, did, yeah. so did so so did he leave? Did he escape? But no, he's still there after that whole sequence where. Bond t- takes the tower, right? He takes the uh, mm. stairwell mm-hmm. and gets to the top and to the facility. Yeah, he's and then he the could, roof, yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. Or the like, missile that wasn't silo or clear. whatever it is. Anyway, look. I, I that mean, wasn't clear either. I, I really didn't like, I love the performances, okay? And I think that's something that we're all saying. Craig does act on yes. point. He he nails these emotional oh, yeah. scenes. My problem is that I don't want to see that emotional scene. I'd like to see a different emotional scene. I've liked all of them up yeah. to this point. And, and now he has, you know, like... Now he has a reason. Yeah, to it was live, too much. And the writers have well, a reason that's, to live, and that's yeah. now. Now we're going to kill him. Like, but Craig, Craig decided on that himself. Like, he, you know, he yeah. he's, he's got full creative control of this. This, uh, you yeah. know, this wasn't done. Was in that can kind of take you out of the story, but that can take you out of the story, right? Yeah. Because you're realizing the meta purposes that are going on here in the narrative, and that takes you out of the out of the story world mm-hmm. because you know that he has to die. Yeah. You don't yeah. story wise, it doesn't make sense that he has that he has to die. There are other alternatives, but at the same time you have to deal with it because Craig is gone and there's nothing more to do. But yeah. could they have done it a different way? Absolutely. Um I don't dislike the ending. I pr- appreciate why people don't. I totally understand that. And um but at the same time I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's justifications in there. I think the movie has to grow on me. I have to see it more to yeah, absolutely. get a full, me too, a, me too, a, a full fleshed out opinion. I think it would probably be best to watch like all five in a row and see how well they carry together and see how much that will impact the final, uh, this most recent film, the, the, the final film in the Craig era. So yeah, I agree. 
I'm okay with Bond dying. I had no problem with that. I kind of, I kind of liked it to a, to an extent, but at the same time, like, well, again, I guess we're just repeating this, but I agree with Scott um, saying like he didn't need to die. Yeah. But that um, makes the title ironic. No time to die. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> seems there's all kinds of maybe time. Maybe that's a clue. He made maybe time he to die. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that weather balloon appeared and he grabbed onto it. Who knows? Well, yeah, because I was like, wait, we didn't actually see him dying. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, yeah okay fine I I just need to <laughs> he severely burned he jumped back down the shaft yeah, or whatever and he exactly and he fell down in yeah, yeah he's okay, just severely right. burned he found an air bubble yeah okay sure <laughs> yeah he grabbed onto a Bond pelican man, that was knows? flying by and he's <laughs> that's right yeah yeah but look I was never not engaged in the film and I don't hate I don't hate anything really that's a strong fucking word particularly for something as ephemeral as entertainment yeah. but. I, you weren't pleased. I wasn't pleased. I wasn't you pleased. pleased by that scene. I was it disappointed hurt, yeah. by the ending. Yeah, um, Fukunaga did a great job with the movie, though. Like, yes, it's a good did. movie. It is a recommendation oh, yeah. for me. The action is fantastic. The motivating incident and the rising action of this story are as good as anything else in the Craig era for me. But, and I don't find it even had that kind of. It didn't have a lull or a distracting moment like the Miami sequence in Casino Royale, which, which for me was one yes. of the things that made that film less than perfect and it was yeah. really one of the yeah. only blemishes in there mm-hmm. but you know who am i like i said craig was all in for this he wanted it done this way he, he didn't upset me you know and, and, and whatever it just disappointed me that uh, he decided to go out as a slave to mi6 instead of himself when in the previous film he went out for himself I, I just didn't get why this particular case made him feel like when there were outs there were ways to destroy the enterprise from within there were ways to allow yeah. technology to develop yeah. to fight the nanobots but now he had to go open those those doors again and walk up and take the hit like I, di- I didn't see that martyrdom being necessary for his bond. I could see him. But was it martyrdom, though? I mean, yeah, it looks like that. I can see how it looks like that. It did I think it was, up. yeah. Duty. Oh, and, I, yeah, I, like, I don't know. Like, I think if he had killed Safin and not had that thing, like, sprayed on, like, if it didn't have the virus sprayed on him, I think he would have got out. Uh, that's what I think, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's just okay. my two cents. Yeah, maybe. I, I think he knew that he could handle that. I think he knew that, you know, he had to do his duty, but at the same time, he had something to look forward to. And that's mm-hmm. why he just plowed through that sequence and got to where it was. And then he has this moment of confidence, and then he breaks Staffan's hand, a very simple gesture for mm-hmm. someone like he him to really do a very simple action. Oh. And he broke it. Mm-hmm. But then that also broke the vial. And then that's how it got on him, right? So that's, it's like the, it's the hubris, I guess, of the moment. And if you think of like, you know, the statues of the Greek statues in the, in the credits and stuff like that and being invoked and whatnot, like to me, that old kind of idea of hubris kind of falls into play here. Hmm. I think you mean uh, humorous. I don't know. Like the bone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Sorry>. definitely. <laughs> well, guys, look. Is that the, um, is that the tibia? Probably. I don't know. I, I can't remember. <laughs> the, old, the oldness yeah. or the I'm radius? Just, I'm pulling yeah. your arm here. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Not breaking it, though. No. no, anyway, not breaking it. I, I like Zimmer's score yeah. too. I mean, it was fine. Nothing remarkable in here for me, though. Like, if you take away the Barry nods and the Cuba piece, it's it's just serviceable plus. But as the film grows on me, no. um, mm-hmm. and as I watch it more, and as I think you're right, it lifts Spectre up a little bit. I am um, my my opinion might change on this. And as I said, yeah. kill. And I think I will warm to the ending a little more, guys, because I don't have a problem with Bond as a character dying. I mean, Fleming tried no, it himself, right? Like Fleming wanted that. Yes. So I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about that, particularly for no. for Craig's arc. I just don't like the way it, <laughs> yeah. it was done. And I, I feel like there were ways that 
Nomi could have been better, that Ray finds his character, Mallory could have been more more responsible. He should have been out Ooh. there, you know, lifting yeah, the fucking great open of that of that uh, that roof. So there are well, different things yeah. that could have happened here. But uh mm-hmm. in terms of ranking, guys, let's just close uh, shop here in this impressions yes. episode with the ranking. Yeah. Um for me, this is probably third in in my Craig films. Mm-hmm. Um I go Skyfall first, Casino Royale second, very, very close. I mean, I think Casino Royale actually is is the better film, but I gave Skyfall a jump just because I love Judi Dench's work in that movie. I love the atmosphere that Mendes creates. And although it's not the same as that Martin Campbell action, and I, I think Skyfall just gets up above a little bit. So I'm going Skyfall, Casino, No Time to Die, then I go Spectre, and Quantum is still at the bottom for me. Uh, just because of the editing and the, the the complications with the, I know the writer strike and all of that kind of forced a lot of things going. But yeah, I, I just didn't really feel like that movie was uh, was a terribly great effort, you know. Despite yeah. despite some good performances, so Skyfall, Casino, No Time to Die, Spectre, Quantum. Right now, that's that's how I rank them. Hmm. How about you guys? I'm uh, I'm Casino, Skyfall. No Time to Die. Skyfall and No Time to Die are kind of tying for me. They're yeah. really fighting over two and three. I'm fighting over those two movies that, sometimes yeah. because I enjoy the emotional connection with Bond in No Time to Die, mm-hmm. but I agree the Judy Dench stuff is really strong yep. in Skyfall. Exactly. And the, 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 the photography, the cinematography, and the just Skyfall as a film is, is excellent. Um, but, but Casino Royale still holds number one because it really feels like a just a great Bond film. And a nod to Fleming, like, I just, I agree with you, the Miami sequence, I I never really liked it. I don't hate it, but mm-hmm. I never really liked it. But, but it's not, yeah. I don't know, Casino Royale is still, I don't know, it's the first Craig Bond, and I, I loved it from the beginning, and I always will. Um, so yeah, Skyfall second, No Time to Die, three. Quantum of Solace is actually my fourth, um, even though I dislike the editing, uh, there are parts of Quantum of Solace that I really, really like. Um, and storylines that get carried out in that story really well to me, but the editing is frustrating, I agree, and there could have been a little more done, but I still enjoyed it more than Spectre, because Spectre was a disappointment of expectations for me when I first saw it, and it still kind of has that sting in it for me. Mm. Maybe it'll get better and, and replace Quantum of Solace once, you know, I see No Time to Die and the whole series again, and maybe that will change, but at the moment, uh, that's my ranking. Cool. Jeff? If I'm going five to one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Spectre because I just I, I I don't like that film. Like it's mm-hmm. <laughs> I find it largely flawed. Um, and Quantum, uh, and then for me, No Time to Die in Skyfall, like it's almost tied. Uh, uh, in and so I actually put No Time to Die as second, but I almost but honestly, I could switch that around because. I almost feel because now I'm almost going to talk myself out of having no time to die a second because of the emotional. Even though there's, I guess you could say that there's more emotional attachment in no time to yeah. die because now he he's a father. But mm-hmm. I felt just for the emotion in Skyfall in regarding, um, you know, um, M or uh, and and sort of and and her and her death. Um, mm-hmm. It was there's so much emotion in that and. Uh, 
and that's why I, like I was thinking like okay what do I how do I it's really hard to rank that between you know the emotional attachment in these two films but I thought No Time to Die just for what it was I'm putting that at two for now but who knows in five minutes I can change my mind <laughs> so uh, I'm going so three I have is Skyfall two is No Time to Die and one is Casino Casino because it was the first one again it's one of those things where it's like it's the first one it's fresh uh, and I I really like um, Craig sort of you know coming out and you know running through the wall and and, and drinking mm-hmm, the Heineken mm-hmm. sort of having a little it's a little different but uh, it's a fresh bond at the time he's blonde uh, he drinks Heineken uh, he's SAS he's not just Navy like it's and it, it was an interesting way of bringing the bonds out of like um, out of the you know the Brosnan that was unfortunately largely flawed. And and having that new flavor and new life, and I, that's why I think it, it should be one. But no time to die is two, and but again, I could reverse. I can go back and forth between two and three between that and Skyfall. Uh, I really enjoyed No Time to Die. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, Craig, and ultimately, guys, I guess <clears throat> if we finish off, then just just talking about Craig's tenure. I mean, he has mm-hmm. left. He has left a, a Bond arc like no other. He has yeah. changed his bond yeah. and the producer's bond with him have taken the character from a, a single standalone episodic adventure and they've made something more modern, something that was suitable for other movie tastes, not just bond, but also action films. You know, it was it was an answer to a lot of things going on, like the Bourne films and Daniel Craig's creativity and his hard work and the producer's um, desire, Broccoli's desire to do something different with the character, I think would would um, would really have made her dad proud as well, you know, and I'm not gushing here as a fan, but I think no, probably yeah, would have really, right. really liked this new direction of, of Bond, particularly in his older years, watching his daughter mm-hmm. take over the reins. I think he would have really liked this. Uh, Craig was a an actor whose performances, I think, were always strong, even in Spectre, yeah. where we weren't quite sure about the film. He really cared. He was good, yeah, and he was great in this yeah. in this final film too. He's going to leave behind a legacy that is certainly difficult to uh, to match in terms of acting performance. Um, I, I think Craig's Bond will be remembered very, very fondly. And I agree. I think that he'll grow the way Connery has over the time to become a favorite for many, many people. I think even just on a physical, just just like on a physical standpoint, just for the amount of damage he put his body through on yeah, how many yeah. of the films, <clears throat> yeah, and he he soldiered through. I didn't even realize how bad he was injured in Inspector and how like mm-hmm. they were saying. I think it was watching that that becoming James Bond with him, uh, and he was just saying how much pain he was in. But he's like, "Well, I'm I'm gonna do it anyways." Mm-hmm. So they had to change some how they filmed some of those sequences with the Day of the Dead stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, but he was a but he yeah he was like I was on a bionic knee for like half the film. <laughs> but anyways, just to say like. Um, like you, what you were saying with uh, it, this is probably like, Craig's tenure is going to be remembered. It, it might take a couple of years, but it will. I think it will be remembered favorably because mm-hmm. of um, he's also been in quite a few films as well. Like he's one of the longer sort of you know for the amount of films he's been in, he's been in quite a few. But just sort of the passion he put behind it and the work and you know it's a, it was a labor of love. And so I think I think eventually it, it, he will be. Uh, I think he will be probably one of the more 
revered bonds maybe going in you know going forward yeah we'll see i think craig had that love-hate relationship with the character i think he enjoyed playing it and i think in the end he probably will be honored by the time that he did i think i know the role frustrated him personally yes it did you're right i can imagine it did i mean the guy did say he wanted to slit his wrist (laughs) yeah but yeah but at the same time like i think he also i think after that you know there was a bit of a backlash on that i think he came to realize you know like what part of a legacy that he was leaving and stuff and I think left a really good legacy. He gave us our modern bond and he took Ian Fleming's work and what we loved about it, I think, and made it modern and took out the stuff that, you know, we're not very, that, you know, that we're kind of somewhat ashamed with. You know, you go back and watch Thunderball or Goldfinger and the roll in the hay and Mm -hmm. the showers and the shower sequence at the health club and stuff Uh, like that. And, you know, like that bond is gone and that's not integral to his character and vulnerability as well. And I know there's people out there that, don't like that. I know there's people out there who just want to see a Bond movie where he's schmoozing with women and, and uh, you know, sp- spreading venereal disease across the globe while toppling regimes and whatnot. With caviar for, and with, with, Baron yeah, like, 53 or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, I think that Bond is gone. Yeah. But I think the spirit of Fleming's story is in here because I know for a fact that while, you know, people were saying, well, these kind of movies, being va- Bond being vulnerable and all this kind of stuff, it's a betrayal to Fleming. Well, I mean, Fleming wrote Casino Royale. That's right. He wrote yeah. Honor Magic yeah. Secret Service. He did write Bond with nuance when he could. Of course. But I, and I know Fleming himself, you know, I don't think he would have minded this interpretation of Bond huh. and, uh, you know, and correcting the errors, you know, that are intrinsic to his character in the source material, you know? And I don't think the essence of, Bond, of James Bond is that, you know, he's just like this super spy who beds women and uses gadgets and does things, you know, and... In that kind of fashion, I don't think that's James Bond. To me, James Bond is a super spy. He's a hero to his country, uh, for England, you know. But at the same time, he's also a very complex character, and he can be a complex character. And and the Craig films really show that. And that's what I think the legacy that Daniel Craig's role in the in the franchise has been is this modern Bond, this new interpretation. I also think that Craig's Bond dying makes the most sense of any of the bonds like it wouldn't have made sense for the uh, like he it's a nice wrap-up of a story for his tenure as bond yeah mm. yeah it was and leading I, there so it's I, leading there it was leading there and it makes that so yeah it makes yeah. Sense. well he has a sweep that allows for an ending like that yeah I think exactly you guys are both exactly. you guys are both right well gents you know we've got um we've got a couple of episodes coming up And I think maybe what we'll do is we'll leave our prognostications and our predictions for what's next in the Bond series for maybe a more fulsome chat, because we're not going to be able to tail that on with any sense of uh, decent satisfaction to the listener, so or to ourselves, perhaps. So um, we do have a couple of good episodes coming up. We've got another What If Mm. coming up soon, where we're going to um, we're going to each design our own tabletop board game, and this is quite interesting because, of course, there's a new Spectre board game out, uh, which is uh, is quite cool. Is is that out yet, or is it coming? It's out. coming out, Josh. Yeah, it, uh, it's coming yeah. out, and um, we've we've got our own ideas in the in the plans for that. And of course, uh, Double O Chapman's uh, Origins episode, where he's going to go back That's and right. uh, look at some of the wartime history of MI6 and uh, the figures mm-hmm. who inspired the Fleming creation. That that should be a lot of fun too coming up soon. So we've got we've still got a lot to do and pack in, guys, before Christmas time, and um, I'm excited about that. So. 
unless there's anything you want to do to uh, to sign off, um, I'm quite happy with this little impressions episode in the bag. We've all yeah. we've all gushed, we've all uh, criticized, and now all we have to do is wait for a second viewing, a third viewing, or a Blu-ray or DVD release so we can stream and enjoy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, um, I think we dished out you know our feelings. Our first impressions to a strong degree enough for people to get our gist of what we felt mm-hmm. so i'm satisfied with that and further introspection uh, down the road all right that's uh <laughs> that's that's good <laughs> good job done guys good job done um we'll see you soon thanks everybody for listening and as always you can you can find us on the socials of bond by numbers on facebook or instagram or email at uh, bond by numbers three at gmail.com so thanks again for for checking out the show and uh, yeah let us know your thoughts of no time to die and what you think Craig is going to leave behind because it's uh, it's all positive from us here at Bond by Numbers regardless of how we may have individually felt about certain aspects of the film it's all positive here it is all positive yes all positive all right take care guys see you soon cheers yep.